Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of So What Are We Watching? I'm Jay Pollitt. And my name is Andrew. And this is our 10th episode. Yay, we made it, finally. After... It's been a few, it's been four months, I think. Yeah, there's Almost been a... four months to the day. There's been a few hiccups, um, but you know, we got there eventually, episode 10. You can blame me, it's all my fault. Oh yeah, Bl- blame Jordan. Yeah, so I am back in Manchester now, which means I finally had the opportunity to go back to the cinema and I've kind of caught up on all the summer's big blockbusters. There's a few I haven't seen. Like I'll say, I haven't seen Bullet Train yet. Uh, I was going to go see it, but it's just I don't think I've seen even a cinema anymore, Bullet Train. It was in the Trafford Centre like a few days ago, but I just about missed it when which, I got there. Which cinema? Uh, the Odeon. Oh, it's not showing um, for you, I don't think. A lot of the films that were showing just are not showing anymore. They took them all off because of the re-releases. So, well... Regardless from that, uh, yeah, so I've watched quite a bit, and for that, this act is going to be a bit extended than usual. We're going to be talking about two films each, rather than one. So, uh, I, I won't take all the spotlight, so I'll ask Andrew, uh, what have you been watching? Um, I'll probably start off with a good film that I've watched, more recently film, uh, which is Smile, Parker Finn, his first directorial debut to the big screen, um, a horror film about people smiling um you know because what's more creepy what's more primal fear that e- is it primal fear but then primal fear primal scream right primal scream <laughs> ah right i thought i did something uh no you what? do a music podcast too you should do this i know i know um yeah what's what's more primal uh fear or primal scream than seeing someone creepily smile at you um this film it, it's 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 fun, it's scary, it is a bit cliche, but I really enjoyed it. I've been keeping my eye on it for a while because I know it got like, announced like last year, like all the trailers and all that. We reported on the trailer when that came out. Yeah, what, like, what, how far back did we report on that? I want to say late June, early July. Possibly. I, but I do know the trailer and all that announcements and all that have been floating around for a while. Um, this film actually is kind of the product of a short film like that like most horror films are kind of like lights out was a product of a short film called lights out um this is a product of a a short film that parker finn did uh called laura hasn't slept um which also one of the characters in this is called laura which is the same person but in a different film so um the main premise of this film we follow um is it sozy baker so, so uh, yeah, Baker. So, so we've Kevin Bacon's story. Okay, yeah. So the main premise is um, Sozy Bacon, her character, who's also Kevin Bacon's daughter. Didn't realize that. There's so many things I have to look up after I watch this, including the short film. Um, her character's kind of like a shrink, like, um, like a therapist or some sort, and she comes into contact with a patient who, I know, um, just panicking, saying something's after her and it's smiling at her and all that and then the character Laura uh ends up killing herself in front of uh so is his main character by smiling and it's like a curse basically yeah moves on to the next person kind of like it follows that's what reminds me of a lot like because of the just the psychological thing and then from there the the main character kind of experiences all these weird things you know like a bunch of people that she even knows or doesn't know just smiling at her and seeing things and you know the all the horror tropes um it is a bit of a long film too it's like two hours of this like in and out in and out 
But even though it is quite typical, and even though it is, you know, it's it's not groundbreaking. It's not, you know, something that hasn't been done before. It's been done a lot. Like it's one of those elevated horrors that keeps getting rehashed. But I really enjoyed it, and I really wish there were more films kind of like this in cinema. Like it doesn't try too hard with the jump scares. It gets them right and like sounds integral, like to the, the scares and shocking scenes. And also, I didn't realize this is gonna be in the eighteens too. I just came in thinking, oh, it's just gonna be a box standard, fifteens uh, film. Um, to my shock, when I saw the eighteens, I'm just like, how it gained that rating because of um, a lot of scenes. Um, a few of them actually caught me off guard too, which I'm like, you know, um, this this film's cinematography. Um, the practical effects, because there's no CGI in this. There's no CGI at all. It's all practical, apparently. And just the, the general creepy, like, unnerving feel of it. Like, there are, there's just some silent moments and, like, some, you know, like, like certain scenes and all that that are generally, like, terrifying in that, that feel. Um, but I generally had a great time. And also, I managed to actually sit through this without having people talking behind me, uh, because, you know, as a grumpy old man that goes to cinema quite a bit, I'm very annoyed at people talking and putting their feet up and all that. But surprisingly, no one did this because everybody was too, you know, scared. Um, but I liked it. Uh, you, you've seen Smile, haven't you? Yeah, so um, the film came out when we were recording this, like, about a week ago now. Yeah, a week ago. Um, but... As because I'm a member of the Odie and My Limitless scheme thing, uh, we get to see some films early, and this was one of those films. Uh, so I saw this film last Monday, two days before it properly released. But yeah, basically, I didn't really like it. Why? And I think I think you're gonna have a very different perspective on the film than I am because you're looking at it from more like traditional, an obsessed horror fan. <laughs> no, no, um, hang on a minute, I'm not that obsessed. I look. Well, actually, sure. Uh, I say that, and literally any of my friends listening to this will probably just be shaking their head and just be like, Andrew, you're obsessed. You talk about it 24 7. Just admit it. Like, I already know my mate Ellie is sick to death when we talk about horror. So, to me, it just seemed like a very generic horror film. Like, it's something I've well, seen that's a million supposed times to be. before. It's just. it's I've seen this premise a million times. The one thing I will say is the jump scares, like, I know. Uh, my mate that I went to go see it with, he was like jumping out of his chair a few times, and I was like, okay, well, it's got you there. Um, but no, there were parts where I just couldn't take the film seriously either. Like I was, there was like I was trying to question whether it was actually meant to be taken seriously, or if it was like a parody, like Scream, um, which it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't, right? No, it wasn't a yeah. parody. I know the film heavily relies on trauma, and trauma is one of the main themes of it. Like, you know, what 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 people do when it's it's kinda like, you know, smiling like is like a natural thing. We've done it since the dawn of time. And smiling can be many of things include like no pain. But it's like kinda heavily relies around trauma and it kind of exploits that aspect of it, the aspect of smiling that, you know, it's uncomfortable. Like it's the it's the one thing you, you won't really do if you're traumatized. You know, it's also traumatizing to someone kill themselves whilst also directly smiling at you. Um, I'd I'd say anyway, if I saw someone in the middle of Manchester start smiling at me, and you know, doing whatever, I'd probably be scared. So yeah, one thing I found, I mean, I'll just list off some of the things I didn't like. The characters just seemed really 
dumb, and I'm not just talking about the main character who was traumatized. Just like all the like, there's a detective who somehow doesn't see the connection until which the audience has all figured it out dead early on. But then the detective's like, "Oh, maybe you have got a point here because there's this other death that happened too." And the other thing that I didn't get as well was the cat. They called it Mustache. I mean, why not? It's like that. That made me and my friend like we just laughed immediately, and we just couldn't take the rest of the film seriously. So it's like, of all the things the cat's gonna be called, why are you calling it Mustache? It's like, oh, I don't know. I I didn't like it. It's cool if you do. There are bits about this film that are really typical. And that's why I mean, like cliche, but I still like it regardless. I mean. I feel like they've played it safe, and to be fair, you've got to consider this is like the guy's like first like on screen like debut. I don't think they want to be like something massively re- like revolutionary or like you know massively like uh, twisty. I mean, I do think the ending isn't that predictable. Like it, there's some predictability, but then it does slightly throw you off guard a little bit. Like it, does, it goes like, ha. Huh this and then it's just like oh yeah by the way this and it's just like oh yeah and then you know the ending that we all knew and then as soon as the credits go it's just like ah what sort of rating would you give this film anyway i rated it 1.5 out of 5. that low yeah hmm. five, five, four, four out of five. Four out of five all right maybe like a 3.5 i mean that's that's what i've been watching in cinema You've been in cinema recently, so what have you been watching aside from Smile? So I've been to the cinema, obviously, finally, um, and one film I have seen, but I'm not going to talk too much about it because you've already discussed this in the past, is Nope. Um, So I figured, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit, give my thoughts and views on it. I mean, did you enjoy it? Yeah, much more than I did with Smile. Um, so yeah, I told. Did you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it though? Because I spoke like really highly of it. What did you give it? Uh, I totally forgot. That was like last episode too. I'm not too sure what I gave it. It might have been eight, nine out of ten. Okay, because I gave it like a three point five out of five. So that's like yeah. seven out of ten. I mean, I just thought it was like a generally great horror film. Like John Peel just never misses, and it's like his third film to the screen and I felt it was like really really good like he's found a way to make a film not seem too familiar like it is a tiny bit familiar but then it also feels like completely innovative at the same time yeah the thing is though I can't and I still can't put my finger on it but there's just something that it felt like it was missing like it was missing something from the film like a big section uh, and I don't know what it was but it's it's just it's just something that's there. I can't I can't actually explain what it is though. Well, uh, there was that good film, and then I'm just gonna moan about a really terrible film, which was Bodies, 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 which I was actually looking forward to somewhat because it's an A twenty four horror. A twenty four horror is like kind of like a hit and miss, and this one was definitely a miss because my god, it's it tries to be like the Gen Z version of Scream and failed miserably like it's just got you know um cardboard core characters the just stopped um it's got cardboard core characters it's got you know uninteresting plot points the ending is just why can i just ask you a question 
I've seen quite a few like reviews for it where a lot of people are comparing this to Among Us. Well, that's what, what I mean. Uh, what what and Among, uh, Among Us is a whodunit. Yeah. And I mean that's generally how most. They got people saying like, "Oh, this is A twenty four's Among Us." Well, oh, like I yeah, I see how it is. So because bodies, bodies, bodies in the film, like the whole main game that's supposed to be playing is called Bodies, 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 which is kind of like. I'm not gonna say Among Us because it's well, like stuff. Mafia or something like that. Yeah, it, this came way before. You know, back in my day, we didn't have Among Us. We had um, we had uh, Wink Detective and um, yeah, Murder and all those little campfire games and all that. You sit in a circle and awfully social interact with people you don't you don't like. But um, no, the, the main premise is like everybody's got like. Uh, like like a card, and one person is the murderer, and you know they're all turn the lights off, and they all have to kind of go around the house, and when they turn the lights on, they they only turn it on if someone shouts bodies, 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 and find someone who's been murdered, and they have to draw like a piece of paper, um, and they kind of like vote out who they think is the murderer. So I, yeah, um, which then it takes like a whole like turn, like oh no, there's an actual murderer, but and then. The next so on, many like minutes after that, it's just them kind of like stumbling around in the dark in the middle of a storm, you know, trying to put pieces together uh, really clumsily with a bunch of drugs and alcohol and machetes and all sorts. So, um, but it's like a really, really bad attempt at like a scream film, like a whodunit film, like. You know, I've seen people praise this film. I'm just like, for what? Like, I, I just want to say, I get it's supposed to be a satire too. This is, it is supposed to be like a little bit satirical. I mean, it's got cute jokes and it's supposed to be a little bit comedic. Nothing funny about it. Nothing satire about it. It's absolutely meaningless. Um, I don't even think most American people act like that. Um, you know, and also, yeah, let's just do this in the middle of a storm. Like, that's a good idea. Just want to say, um, not looking forward to seeing the day that you meet uh, my friend Max. Why? This is one of his favourite films. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, on his uh, favourite section on Letterboxd. Hi Max, if you're listening to this. Oh god. Um, third, number three on his favourite section. Why? Fol- uh, followed by Uncut Gems and Everything Everywhere All At Once. Now, everything, everywhere, all at once, I can understand. That was an absolute amazing film. We spoke but, about that film before. Oh, yeah. But bodies, bodies, bodies? Really? Max? Come on. Why? <laughs> Maybe you two watched a different film and just didn't realise. I don't understand that. I thought it was, you know, like, awful. Like, really, like, just awful. There is not. There is nothing really much else I can say about this film because I don't want to say anything. Don't want to spoil it. I wish I could spoil it, but I'm not allowed. To... I'm still going to see it. So uh, like, oh, I've please, got two very different standpoints on it to go. Please by, don't so. go see it drunk. <laughs> Just go see it drunk. Then you might have a better time. Um, no, as a horror fan, I would kind of like deeply disappointed in this. Other people, you know, are allowed to like it. Um, although I will heavily judge you. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, no, this this is like a 1, maybe like a 0.5, like, you know, it had the potential to be something good, and then just completely like, you know, it, to be fair, 
I wish I could be like, oh, I rewrite really this film. I, I, I want to do like an article or something, like a series where it's like, I rewrite really bad films, and this will be one of them. So I'd be like, right, if I could re- bodies, uh, rewrite Bodies, 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 that'd be a good slasher, like, who done it? Let's do this and that and this and that, you know, because it has the potential, but it ultimately just flops. So, but yeah, that's my other film. So, not not too positive. I'm hoping yours is a bit less positive. What else have you been watching? Uh, well, it's kind of funny, really, because the other film on this, the, the all the films we've discussed so far are horror films. Yeah, which I'm sure you're over the moon about. Um, this should have just been a horror podcast, I'm sorry. But we, uh, yeah, this other film, it's a rom-com. Ooh. And um, kind of what everyone's saying now is like, the rom-com is back. Like, this film has brought the rom-com back. And it's Ticket to Paradise. Um, directed by Old Parker. Um, starring Julia Roberts and George Clooney. I'm pretty sure there already were rom-coms out this year. There have been other that? rom-coms, but this... So here's what I like about like this film, full on feels like it has just been. Like it was made in the two thousands, left in a locker somewhere, and now it's just been released now. Obviously, it's a lot more high quality than. I mean, you literally just described George Clooney. That's he's just been left in a locker in the early two thousands, just not bit left out. Cause what what was the last film did? Ocean's Eleven. Uh, maybe last film that George Clooney did before this, Midnight Sky, which he directed. No, it wasn't Tomorrowland. I think it was. I don't know when Disney were all up and big about that, but I haven't heard anything from George Clooney since. But more specifically, so about this film, oh, it's just so lovely. It's, it's not a perfect film, but I came out of it just kind of feeling happy. Like it just like it put a smile on my face. Like it, it's like a really just uplifting like you go into it like maybe half an hour and you're like oh this is going to be a typical rom-com it's going to be all sad and depressing well maybe not sad and depressing like it's just going to be like not not that much like a lot of negative vibes coming from it um i mean that's generally how most rom-coms are they're kind of like you know happy negative happy but this film just yeah it's all about really just moving on from your heartbreaks of the past and stuff. It's something which, which I think everyone can relate and ruin to. And el- ruining someone else's marriage along the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not happy with ours, so we're ruining someone else's. That's like the main premise from the trailer. Yeah, we, we hate each other. We don't want this person to get married. We're going <laughs> to ruin it. But basically, um, and one, one really cool thing about this film is that it's got bloopers in the credits. When was the last time I saw a film that did that? And that's that, it. You don't even need to answer that because that's basically the point. Like, they films just don't do that anymore. They don't. Like, so it was so refreshing to find to actually see that again after like all these years. Um, do I just see the film just for the bloopers now? Yeah, buy a ticket, go there two hours later. The credits <laughs> come on. Well, no. Aside from that, the film's great. It's not your typical rom com. Like it might look like. Uh, it's a now I feel like you're is... saying that for like for the sake of it. It's not your typical. And then when I walk No, but if I didn't like this, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I absolutely recommend this. Um, The only real complaint is there is quite a lot of exposition in it. So there's some scenes, which are still really nice scenes, but they're not too visually great. It's just a lot of characters sitting down and talking. But there's so much great character moments. And me personally, I love films for character. Um... 
and the characters that just got it bang on in this film just absolutely outstanding yeah per poison i mean it's another seven out of ten really but film has to be absolutely brilliant for me to give it like 10 out of 10. i might have to give it a watch because there isn't really much out that i want to watch and so there's like i don't want to watch black adam staying away from that well i've told you my warner brothers yeah protesting um and currently near my local cinemas like there's nothing good on so there's a few re-releases but i might have to give it a shot i mean it's like avatar yeah there is avatar i watched avatar in the cinema the other day for the first time i mean i wait you watched avatar for the first time yeah I had it straight on DVD as soon as it came out. Like, I know that, like, I think I was in the room when my parents were watching it, like, years ago. But I never paid attention to it. I was just more busy, like, doing my own thing on my DS, maybe. Um, and then when I found out they were bringing out the sequel, I was like, well, they're probably going to re-release it. Most they likely. Have. So I was like, I'll just wait for them to put it on the big screen again. Yeah, I mean, I might go watch it again. So, like, I have watched... There has been another re-release uh, that I actually have watched, which I was going to mention before, but I, I mentioned Bodies, Bodies, Bodies of Three, which is surprise, another horror film. Um, Back to basics. <laughs> Party Ghost, um, 40th anniversary edition, so it's in 4K. And also, I watched that in 4, 4K. Not 4K, 4, 4, uh, yeah, well, 4K and 4DX. So, but I, I can talk about it another time, because we're kind of diverting from rom-coms. So... Um, but yeah, I might have to give it a watch. I think the last rom rom com I watched was of classes rom com was a uh, the last letter to your lover, which had Felicity Jones in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was a pretty solid British rom com. I don't know if I want to call it rom com because it wasn't even comedic. It was just sad. <laughs> um, but it it was quite good actually. So, but yeah. yeah. Well, moving on from that, we're now going to move on into our second act, which is something that we have never done before. We're doing like a, just a little game session, you know? It's our 10th episode, we want it to be a bit more fun uh, than just us talking about films, which we're still going to be talking about films. Uh, but basically, we've got three games here that we're going to be playing. Uh, it's not going to be like, oh, we're doing hide and seek, you've just got to listen to us. Unless yeah, you let, want let, to, let's, we could let, do that. Yeah, let's do... Um... <laughs> Let's do hide and seek around the the Salford Uni campus. Um, oh, if you just leave our location. Uh, oh, 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 oh no, oh no. I mean, I mean, um, hazard of power. No. So let, let, let's play hide and seek. Our first thing that we're gonna do, coming up with the ultimate film. So I want you to imagine you're some film producer and you've just been given five hundred million dollars or pounds. You should ask me this. To create the ultimate film. Unrealistic. Well, that's the highest film budget ever and you can make anything. So basically you've got five different criteria you have to meet. So you've got, I need you to pick a genre, director, three lead actors, you can have other actors in it obviously, but just the three main leads that you'd want to be in it. Um, Someone to do the soundtrack. And when I say the soundtrack, I don't mean like the score, just like a certain artist maybe has like multiple songs in it and uh, the premise for the film. Okay. Um, what do I start with? So the genre. Here we go. Uh, I mean, do I just be typical and say horror to everybody? 
because I've wanted to direct a horror film for some time, and I do have a horror film idea, but I'm not going to see it on this podcast because as soon as I see it, it'll get stolen. It'll get stolen, and by me, by you, uh, and it's it's a one I'm passionate about. Yet I still need to write a script for it. But if you know what it is, you know what it is. Um, so go with like a different, just like I'll give you a hint. It's something to do with bathtub. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I want to. I'm going to go with horror. Uh, well, then what, what else do you say? So director, actors, three actors. Oh, so Soundtrack horror, movies. okay. Uh, director. Uh, ooh. Who's your favourite horror director? That's does, basically... it have, does it have to be a horror director or can it be another director? I don't know. Just whoever you think would be best for the job. Because I'm thinking horror director. Horror, I mean, it, 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 was either, it would either be James Wan or... I'd like... To be fair, I'd like to see a director that hasn't done a horror take a shot at horror. Um, I know Zack Snyder's done horror-esque thing. Like, it, it did a I dark... just remembered as well, and I was going to say, because it's this is unrealistic anyway. Dead or Alive. Like, oh, Dead or Alive. Director, actor, soundtrack. Ah. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Could be Wes Craven, maybe. I'd love to see a Wes Craven film in the 21st century, but I feel like I'd probably go with Christopher Nolan for a horror okay. film. Because think about it, he hasn't done any horror films, has he? No, well, mostly thrillers. Mostly thrillers, but I want to see his crack at a horror. I want to see how a trip he'd get. Um, but horror, Christopher Nolan, three actors. Okay. Um, three, three, three actors. So I'm going to go with... Um, Matt Smith. Okay. There's one that'll make you happy. Seen in a few films, seen in a few things. House of Dragon, like it in that. Um, you know, Last Night in Soho, which is technically a horror thriller mystery. I liked him in that. I liked him in a few films that, you know, is, is really obvious. Um, <laughs> he, he still doesn't understand what Morbin time is. Um, he had to explain to Paddy yeah. uh, you know, for House of Dragon. Um, but Matt Smith. Um, I feel like we should have like a countdown timer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. That's that's a difficult question on the spot. Okay. I'll just do rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. Um, Matt Smith, Elizabeth Olsen, and Bill Skarsgård. Okay. Because Bill Skarsgård, the horror. Who do you want to do the soundtrack for it? It's like the songs. I don't know if he's ever done anything for films. I know it's mostly been video games and some musicians, especially like Bring the Horizon, which I know is, was the most recent, and Smells. No, well, mostly some white he did some for recently. Um, Mick Gordon, who okay. is kind of infamous for working with Bethesda and all that. He, he doesn't work for them anymore or work with them, um, but he's, he's more, he's mostly known for his stuff on uh, Wolfenstein. And Doom, which I absolutely love the Doom soundtrack, uh, Doom and Doom Eternal. Uh, although the Doom Eternal soundtrack isn't released yet, which is really sad because it's been out, like the game's been out for like two, three years. But um, Mick Gordon, because I love his style, I love how heavy he can get, I love how, with, with, as Doom, with that, the Doom aesthetic too, I love how it's, it's the theme of like flesh and metal. It's like, you know, it's demonic and it's metallic and it's like sci fi ish. Well, I love his sound. I love how he can get gritty with it. But MJK on the sound, not just for the music, like his uh, overall like 
airy sound design. So he he, he went full on like heavy with it once. He he, he um he put an advert out to get like people to do a heavy metal orchestra to just get people to chant like demonic chants just for one of his songs. And okay. it's like that I want. Um, but yeah, have, have you got a premise for the film? This is the hard part. The premise. Um, now I feel like I'm on the proper spotlight. So I've already got what the genre, the director, the main three actors, and the sound engineer or sound, you know, design. The premise of these, because I don't want to say my film. <laughs> I've got a horror film. It might be a little bit tropey. I think the main premise is. I'm going to take this a little bit off smile just because of like, the simplest idea. But what's the one thing you do when you watch a horror film when you watch people do stupid decisions? Laugh. Not laugh. I mean, you can laugh, but if someone's going in a certain direction or going to somewhere that's obviously something's going to jump out of them, watch your first mind. Why would you do that? Yeah. Don't go in there. Turn it away. I want a horror film that's revolving around that. I want it to be meta. So I want it to be like, um, you know... Let's say like these three people are all watching a horror film, and they're like, it, it's 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 quite a generic horror film, like like a slasher or something, and they've got like a bunch of them in the box set, and just like, oh, don't do that, don't go in that certain direction, and then it kind of ends up being like an interactive thing with them, like they're talking to TV, and the person on TV is like, huh, what? Who said that? Okay, and it's just like you know, like. Don't do that, and it's, and then they kind of direct them. So the horror movie actually kind of changes in the TV, but then there's consequences for them doing that. Does it, it like end up turning out that it's actually like a live stream of something, or not even a live? It's not a live stream. It's just like they've kind of all it's like kind of like a little bit like it's. I like to think it's a bit like um like a, like a Jumanji situation, but you know. Where I, like the whole thing just resets afterwards, but the consequences is like they're talking stuff like to people in the film and all that, and start like, just making decisions. You know, like who lives or dies, kind of like um, like a Telltale game. You know, like yeah, using decisions. This except it's like a movie, but it's in real time. Uh, but there's, there's consequences in the real world too while we're doing that because like certain things we said not to do come into the real world. Like if they don't go in that thing where the monster is, or they go in a certain direction, then they've got to deal with that monster. So. But I still go watch the film, otherwise, you know, they die. So. Yeah. Um, happy ending or bad ending? I feel like bad ending, like, uh, you know, oh, everything seems fine. And then the TV plays, it's, and it's like the horror film part two, like the sequel. It's like, oh, no, we've got to do this again. <laughs> so I feel like it'd be like very meta, a little bit tropey, but something that maybe hasn't been done in horror, but done in every genre. Okay. Uh, interactive has been done. It's more been done like, you know, you're watching the horror and you're interacting with TV rather than the people in the horror film are watching a horror film. But they're making decisions. But um, and I feel like to spice it up, have a few alternate endings, kind of like what other films have done. But okay. I, I feel that's what my uh, premise of a horror film would be. And the tit- title of the film, what would I call it? You don't have to think of the title. I want to think of the like, title. You've made okay. me think of this now. And you're going to see this film in the next three years. I'm, it's going to be out in cinemas. Uh, I'm going to call it... Why Would You Do That? That's the name of it. Yeah. Why okay. would you Why would you do that? Like, why would, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you walk into the closet? So. Well, my idea... 
would be like it's not horror <laughs> it'd be like a bit of a thriller like psychological thriller type thing uh a bit of comedy in there you know like a david fincher type deal. maybe a little bit uh like a lot of just emotions in it we've established this before i like emotional films i um, see eyeliner they can't see me i don't know if you've noticed that but so my idea so that's the genre kind of like a, a thriller or some other kind of thing to direct you know what i'm gonna go super generic director here okay but i think it would be funny to see this person try something that's not funny please don't say tiger waititi no i was gonna say edgar wright oh edgar wright no no taika waititi does serious really well um edgar yeah. wright yeah yeah edgar wright but i want to see him try and just not do a comedy uh, Although I thought you said this had like bits of comedy in it, like a little bit here and there. I mean, it's like right as well at the end of the day. I mean, last night but... Soho didn't have too much comedy in it. When I say com- like the pre- like I'll get onto it in a minute. Um, three actors: Nick Frost. No, <laughs> not Nick Frost on Time of Pay. What was that? Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Uh, put him in there as like a cameo. Um, yeah. So <sighs> actors. I've actually thought about this. I'd like to see Echo Wright work with Jim Carrey. Peter Capaldi. Okay. And who else could there be? I love how we've both just chosen Doctor Who actors. Oh, Peter Capaldi's a brilliant actor, though. I could say David Tennant, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Judy Dench. So they'd be working on it. Uh, it's very weird because you've got two British actors and you've got Jim Carrey. Who would the sound be? Uh, David Bowie. Obviously, I'm a massive David Bowie fan, but also so many of his films just work as like soundtracks as well. Yeah, uh, I do it particularly not like his stuff in the seventies, the eighties, maybe like the Heaven album from two thousand, the early two thousands. Okay, because um, that's where he's kind of got to be more like somber and slow. Uh, maybe some stuff from Black Star as well. Um, and the premise basically is just an existential crisis. This person doesn't know who they are, what they're doing, it's them discovering themselves. Because um, they've like woken up one day. Uh, it's like they've hit their head or something. It wouldn't be that ridiculous, but... So this suits Jim Carrey. Amnesia. Yeah. This is, this is a very Jim Carrey It's like plot. somewhere in between The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Immediately just the, um, the bump the head thing, just like, it's, it's Carrey. Yeah. But no, that's totally... that That's that's what my premise would be. What, what, what would the name of it be, though? I've got no, I've got no idea. There you go. That's the, that's. The I've got no idea. I've there got you go. no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, would you watch my film? Probably. Would you watch mine? Probably. It's a horror film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no. If your name's attached to it, then yeah. No. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. It'd be oh. interesting. I like the premise. It's funny. It's have a funny a, premise. I'm interactive with the film. Yeah, have a cross up, uh, cross crossover <laughs> with both films. I've got no idea. Featuring. Why would you do that? <laughs> I have no idea. There you go, it works. Uh, yeah. like, why would you do that? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it works. And then make it the third in the trilogy, The Reason. So, anyway, so that's our first activity in this. Next one, uh, you're not going to have to use your brain to. Well, you are. Oh. But it's not. You don't have to, like. Not in a creative way. Basically, we've got a list of movie quotes on here. I've got nine pages of them. And we're both just going to pick one each. So I'll 
I'll go first. I've got do you, put here. Do, do you have to say the act or is it just the character? And do you have to say like the character? You just have to say the quote. The quote. And then what film it's from. What film? Okay, great. Um, and well, it's a different struggle. one on each page. I'm not going to struggle with names then. No. Good. So we've got, you can say the actor if you want, though. Oh, no. Bonus points if you do. Um, but so once I've said one, you'll go to the next page and then say that one and then so on and so on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, just, there's like six quotes on each page, so just say any one you want, really. Uh, I'm going to go first. Um, oh, here we go. So this is one from a more recent film. Okay. I'd say more recent, like last decade. Yep. Um, you wouldn't get it. Uh, Joker. Yeah. Alright, so now it's my turn. Andrew's going to ask me the next quote. There's a snake in my boot. Hmm, I wonder what film I could... Toy Story. That's Toy Story. Yeah. Tom Hanks, there we go. Your next quote, Andrew, is... Uh... Oh. I don't have friends. I got family. Fast and Furious. Which one? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Furious Seven. Ah. Uh, but uh, next page. Family. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hmm. Have we just mentioned this film by any chance? Yeah. Uh, Truman Show, obviously. These are just. <laughs> uh, I should have done these. <laughs> I would have done all horror films. You would not got any of them. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Ooh, this has stumped me. Is it a film that's come out recently or like no. a decade? I don't know. That's don't generally stump me. Sunset Boulevard. There's like uh, so basically there's like fifty quotes on here. Um overall you're getting a handful of them. Go get him, Tiger. Oh, Spider Man 2. Ah. <laughs> easy. Super easy. Easy. Um don't know, do I give you another hard one? Do it. Uh, hard one. You are a failed terrible. Well, you are a horror fan. Yeah. You can be the boss down there, but I'm the boss up here. Nightmare on Elm Street. Very close to the title. I'm going to give you another shot. What do you mean I'm very close to the... Like, the title's got the first... Same first word. Ish. Not nightmare, but... Say the quote again. You could be the boss down there, but I'm the boss up here. And you said it's got the same word in it, but not Nightmare. Yeah. Green Street? Fair Street? Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> what? You said not, not Nightmare, so I just automatically it's a, No, I said it's the first word, but not Nightmare. So, to be fair, I'm disappointed I didn't get that. I'm a bad horror fan. <laughs> it's afraid. Uh, Starship Troopers. Here's Johnny. The Shining, obviously. Uh, oh, last one. What did you expect? An exploding pen. It's James Bond. Mm-hmm. Skyfall. Yep. I was about to say Spyfall. <laughs> Spyfall? No, Spy it's the name of the <laughs> Doctor Who episodes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know exactly um, one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that game. Congrats. I think I won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely won. Definitely won. Um, cheater. <laughs> definitely. I've got actually got all the answers on my iPad. Here. No, I have. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is our last little activity now. Is um, we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you what did, 
say four films overall. Um, to really just really badly describe a movie and see if the other person can guess what movie they're talking about. Well, there was one I said to you before, but I don't want to say it again because I'll know it. <laughs> yeah, you'll know it. So, um, badly described movie: man in fedora terrorizes kids. Is this another horror film? Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I do feel like I know it. Uh, is that Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fed- fedora. <laughs> so Man in Fedora is Freddy Krueger then? Yeah. Okay. Fedora. Okay, right. I need to actually think of one now. Um, kid goes to save their little brother from getting eaten. By a very attractive man. It? Nope. I'll give you two more guesses. If it helps, it's not a horror film. Eaten by a very attractive man. I want to say uh, Silence of the Lambs or something. I'll count that as your second guess. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs, I said that as well. Um, uh, no, Stumped. Labyrinth. Uh, yeah. David Bowie, the very attractive man. <laughs> yeah. Of, oh, well, yeah, of course, of course. Of course! Of course. <laughs> right, your <laughs> second go. Um, tune in. Man with breathing problems wants to blow up a city. Star Wars? <laughs> um, man with breathing problems. Avengers? No. <laughs> um, right. I don't know. The Dark Knight Rises. This was an excuse for you to. I'm not doing we it. We need to hear it now. We need to hear it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. A sad, lonely man who's just broken up with his girlfriend. Wants to win her back by taking this before. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No. Right, no, I said that way too fast. Go, go, say, that, say that again. Sad, lonely man yeah. who's just broken up with his girlfriend wants to win her back by taking her to the pub. Oh, um, Shaun of the Dead. There we go. <laughs> I, no, I, said, I heard sad, lonely man, broken up girlfriend beside Eternal Spotless Mind. <laughs> I'm just like, no, wait, that's way too easy. Okay. Anyway, so now we are going to be moving on to our final act, which of course is film news. Um, first bit of news I really want to talk about actually is uh, the Deadpool three announcement, um, which I'm sure you've all probably heard about it. Ryan Reynolds did a video saying coming to D twenty three. D twenty three, yeah. yeah. Um, which is something which I mean everyone was expecting there to be some sort of Deadpool announcement because yeah. it's been in development for a well, long time now. In in um, Ryan Reynolds style, he did his own little video for it. Um, and he's like, basically oh, I've got says, nothing. Yeah, I've got nothing. And it's just like, so we've got one more idea. And you just see Hugh Jackman walk past in the background saying, "Hey, do you want to be Wolverine again?" <laughs> and it's just like mind blowing. Deadpool three with Wolverine, and then they did another video. Um, which was kind of like a bit of a troll video because it was like them saying, oh, here's the plot, and then you've got music playing over yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Hugh Jackman is back as Wolverine. So um, how do you feel about this? Yeah, great. I, I mean, I, I, 
I always wondered how they'd bring him back. And obviously I know, like, like I said, they can't touch Logan because that's been done and dusted. But now... I feel like I, I've got a fairly simple explanation. It'll be happen. multiversal stuff. Either that or be like from what happened at the, the end of Deadpool 2. Cause... The thing is, is I've always anyway seen like the Deadpool films within the X-Men universe um, as their own separate entity. So it's like it's just like this little branch universe where Deadpool just exists because yeah. there's something the x-men time is a bit messy because you've got like the, the main one which is you know uh, patrick stewart hugh jackman um Mick kellen and then it goes off into after like days of the future past it go like you've got first class days of the future past and then yeah. it goes into apocalypse phoenix everything around that area and then you've got the deadpool one which i mean it makes fun of it because it introduces both different sizes like ah so it's really messy but I mean, I mean, basically, the way I see it is because at the at the moment the MCU is in like 2025, and Logan takes place in 2029, which you do mention in that video. Yeah. Um, so it can simply just be that when, because I honestly do think it is going to be because we know it's the same Deadpool, it's just going to be Wolverine decides to hop along with Deadpool to the new universe, uh, but just before he dies, most likely, and then he can go back to his universe. I mean, Ryan Logan. It, from what they've said, because they said um, they like Kevin Feige, so thank you, Kevin Feige. This is this must have happened through Feige. Feige must have been like, you know what, like let's approve this because I bet they had that idea. And I know because they wanted to do this before anyway, and I know they wanted to do like a Deadpool and Wolverine type thing. But Feige, I mean, from what they've said, like you know, oh, thank you, Feige, the Feige. Um, he's gone like, yeah, this is an absolute great idea. I'm just wondering. One, how because this is supposed to be an MCU film now, Deadpool 3 is in yeah. MCU phase, so how that's going to work, like age wise, um, how they're going to explain it, and then how is Deadpool going to, you know, be in the MCU? Like, what's his role going to be there? I guarantee they're going to explain it with a joke, yeah, because Deadpool, they have Deadpool. to. And I hope with the Deb in the film, like, they reference that video with him and Hugh where it's like. Oh, and you thought this was going to happen. I do hope they don't tone down the violence. I do hope they don't just, you know... Well, and they've already said it's going to be rated R. Good. But I'm just thinking, how does that work MCU-wise? Um, I mean, again, it's just going to be like its own thing, I think. Because even, even like, the X-Men films were... They were mostly all, like, rated 12. And then Deadpool came along, that was 15. And then they did Logan, which was also 15. Yeah. Um... Although Marvel has been getting away with quite a lot of gore anyway, uh, regardless. I mean, like of, from um, the day we're recording this, where will Fine Night comes out tomorrow? Yeah, and I hope it's a bit more gory than you'd think. But from the trip, I mean, apparently it's supposed to be a lot more gory than. Uh, apparently, they get away with it because it's black and white. Yeah. Um. Which is a weird workaround, actually. To be fair, I've always found the workarounds of Marvel with gore, or, like violence, is really weird. If as long as it's not. A human person being murdered, as long as it's been an alien, a robot, off, yeah, like fans getting his head chopped off, but anything else that's not a human being or an animal, it's fine, you know. De decapitation, sure, go ahead, as long as it's not an actual human being. Um, which, to be fair, kind of works in Deadpool's favour, as long as, you know, butchering a bunch of whatever, that, that's fine. And again, we know the age rating is going to be higher anyway, so. Yeah. Um, but I am really. It's it's gonna be really interesting to see two people with two human factors um going at it. Yeah. Um don't say it like that. Well I mean to be fair, you know what Deadpool's like. It, it, 
<laughs> Moving on, uh, there is another. Uh, put your hands over your ears, children. <laughs> there is another Marvel-related uh, story that we want to talk about, and it's the series Armor Wars, which we've known about for like about three years now. Yeah. Uh, they've just announced it's not going to be a series; it's going to be a feature-length film. So uh, we, I don't know if it's going to be like a film film or it's going to be something like Werewolf by Night or um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and it's going to be like a Disney Plus special. Like a, a feature. Is that, what what they call it now is they're not calling them one shots now they're calling them something else. Because one shot was the uh, old thing now it's I think well, it's the, a the one feature special. The I mean. one shots were like just like little short films. I know. But I think Werewolf by Night is going to be like a big like it's going to be regular like film length. Yeah, but it's on Disney Plus, it's like around yeah. thing. But it's like... I oh, it's like Multitude called... Special Presentation. Yeah, Special Presentation, that's what it is. Yeah, they kind of rebranded it. But, um... but we don't know if that's going to be the case. Basically, a few things we do know is they have announced um, that Sam Rockwell will be returning as Justin Hammer, which he hasn't done since Iron Man 2. Uh, and he was in that one one-shot. Yep. Um... And uh, Paul Bettany will be returning as the White Vision from WandaVision. So that's yeah, we have some casting details. But yeah, so that's that's Armor Wars. That'll be coming out I think twenty twenty five ish, twenty twenty four maybe. Mm-hmm. Sometime in a few years, basically. So let's talk about Alec Baldwin. So I'm sure you're all aware, you may have forgot. But uh, I'll remind you of what happened. That last year there was a massive. Was it last year? On set issue. Yeah, it was like it was October last year. Um, so basically, the film Rust, which Alec Baldwin was shooting when this incident happened, we'll get more into what happened in the incident in a moment. Um, it's just gone back into production for the first time in like a year. Uh, they ceased production back. Last October, this October now, they're going back into it. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure it must feel weird for them on set now because uh, basically what happened was Alec Baldwin discharged a gun which was being used as a prop, which I have a personal belief you shouldn't use real guns for films, use replicas and stuff. Uh, because they I mean, don't have the be risk. general like etiquette for health and safety too. Like you know, yeah. don't use actual guns. Like you know, apparently and one also, of the prop guys isn't forgot. Isn't Baldwin to... supposed to be anti-gun anyway? Uh, I've got. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's like he's a very anti-gun person. That kind of makes the situation a little bit weirder, since he's in a film playing a character who shoots guns, even though he's anti-gun. Well, basically, um, I think it was something the prop guy just forgot. Or something, which I mean, I hope the prop guy got fired. But I mean, why would you have an actual live gun on set anyway? So he shot the gun and he killed the cinematographer, uh, Helena Hutchins. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, he injured the director, uh, Joel Suver. I hope I'm saying that right too. Um, and yeah, uh, he had a from Hutchins' family, they filed a wrongful death lawsuit towards Baldwin 
Uh, I have no idea. I haven't heard much about that. I don't know if it's still something that's going to be in the future or not. Maybe. But uh, I remember when this happened, I felt completely sympathetic for him and also the family as well. Because, I mean, imagine having that on your conscience. Like, it wasn't even his fault at the end of the day. Um, like, I'm sure it would be a well-known thing if he just turned around and was like, All right, I'm going to shoot you. Like, it was obviously for the shot. And, like, it, maybe it ricocheted or something. Maybe it was like a James Bond type shot where he shot towards the camera. But... Yeah, so that film, Rust, is going back into production now. And uh, I'm not sure how far they were with shooting the film. But, yeah, they're going to be... It's going to be very controversial when it comes out, I'll say that. Right Another now. thing as well was, I just read this here, November 2021, uh, just a few weeks after the incident, uh, the lamp operator and pipe rigger Jason Miller was bitten in the arm by a brown recluse spider while closing the sets. So while they were closing the set down, cease production. There's going to be some sort of documentary on this film. Quite he got uh, necrosis and sepsis from it and was hospitalized and went multiple surgeries to avoid amputation. Yeah. So this film's been production hell. Um... Yeah, I mean, I might watch it when it comes out. Uh, I'm not sure. It feels a bit like a cursed film, to be honest. But at this point, definitely. I'm happy, though, that they're going to continue. Oh, here we go. So it's supposed to be resuming in January. So it hasn't resumed now. Um, so January 2023 will continue. So on some lighter news, um, this week, remember recording this, Tomorrow is the uh, 60th anniversary of the first James Bond film, Dr. No. Uh, it feels like you haven't just really heard much about it. No. Like, I've been purposely slipping in little mentions of James Bond throughout this podcast to kind of celebrate. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, I'm not like... the most massive uh, James Bond fan. Like, I've, I've watched like a few films and that's it, and it's mostly just been the Daniel Creek ones. So. But it's like. You know, like, I remember when Doctor Who turned 50, it was all over the place. Now James Bond, and I remember even with James Bond when that turned 50, like, I didn't hear as much about that as I did Doctor Who, but like, you heard a lot, like, oh, James Bond is 50, like, James Bond themes playing everywhere. And, um, but yeah, so I'll ask this, you said you've only seen a select number of the films, but have you got a favourite James Bond film? Out of the ones I've seen? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen that much no, either. No, no, no time to die. Probably because I was like okay. the latest one I watched. So. No Time to Die is also... It's been a year now. It's the only film where they've killed him off. Yeah. Um, God, that was a year ago. And it's still in cinema. Well, they've re-released it now since it's the anniversary. Yeah. For me, I'm going to have to say yours is Daniel Craig's last. Mine would be his first. Casino Royale. Just brilliant. The only classic Bond film like pre-Daniel Craig that I've seen is uh, Goldfinger. I watched that in the cinema a few months ago. I was going to watch all of them, but I just never had the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we here at So What Are We Watching would like to wish the team with James Bond, MGM, whatever. A happy 60th anniversary. Happy 60th anniversary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, would you like to reveal our penultimate news? So it's kind of full circle, this bit of news, because we talked about this 
Uh, this is the first piece, like what it's relating to is our first ever piece of yeah, news that we spoke about. First ever piece of news. So you'll remember the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard uh, case. Which feels like um, it was ages ago now. But yeah. Hell. Um, there's a film he made, made on it. Um, is that the name of it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the name of it apparently is Hot Take. But yeah, there's the uh, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard film being made on the the court case. Um, I just don't understand why. Like, it's an interesting thing, but it was already televised, you know. Wait, is it out? Oh, is it, is it already out? Uh, sorry, everyone. We've, we've literally discovered this film's already out. Like, it's just come out. I haven't seen it. I might watch it. But uh, it's got very low stars on that, but like 1.4 average. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, like, I just don't understand why you'd make this film. Um, yeah, God, they made that quickly. When did it come out? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Wow. I just think the point of making the film is pointless, because, especially, they made this quickly, because the trial only ended in June. It probably is, like, a very low-budget one. I'm yeah, they've that. um, but it's got uh Mark Hapka as Johnny Depp, who you, I don't recognize any of his films. Nope. Megan Davis. Nope. As Amber Heard. Yeah, um, I don't know that that's out apparently. I thought it was just coming out. I don't think I need to watch it because I already know what happened. So it's like everyone. If you want to watch for trial, watch for trial. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to watch a film about it. Watching the YouTube video. It'd be interesting if maybe it was like a behind the scenes thing, but it seems like it's mostly just like a retelling of the court. Yeah. So, but that's like a nice little full circle thing. Yeah. Our first news and well, so this is our final piece of news. This has nothing to do with just the film industry in general. Maybe a tiny little bit. Um, this is to do with the podcast because uh, this is my final episode as Jordan, co-host. Uh, Jordan will be resigning as co-host. Well, I've already resigned. We'll already resigned. And I want to make it clear: in episode nine, we knew this was happening. Like yeah. when we were recording episode nine, we wanted to we wanted to do ten episodes, get this out. Um, but yeah, so I before anyone thinks like, oh no, has there been like a fallout? Like, me and Andrew, we're still fine. It's just, this is, I am now in my second year of uni, and I've committed myself to multiple projects, which you'll see coming out over the coming years, or the, the next couple of years, basically. And, uh, yeah, it, the podcast is just something I'm not going to have time for. Even if I could record it, I wouldn't be able to do any, like, film watching beforehand or stuff like that. Regardless... Of not being the host on the podcast, Jordan will still be part of the podcast family. Jordan will be helping out with socials. I'm basically like an executive producer. Exactly. Um, um, I'm still like financing the, po- the podcast as well. And hopefully we, we get Jordan on a few episodes now and then. Yeah, cause, uh, just because I'm leaving now as your co-host, I'll still be, I'll still be here, like here and then, but not permanently. Like, yeah. I'll be here as a guest every now and then. And with that, do we want to announce who is taking my place? Because it's not just Andrew. Don't worry, you're not yeah, stuck with It's him. not just going to be me. You're not going to be stuck with Andrew just talking. Um, so our new host, I am uh, proud and honoured to... Oh, 
rather Jordan is honored to pass the torch to the next host, which is one of my uh, friends, closest friends, uh, John Paul, or JP as I like to call him. And I'm really happy to have him as a co-host. And unfortunately, they weren't able to be uh, present for this because they're in Wales. But um, they have recorded a message for us. That Do we want to play that now? Yeah, we'll play that right now. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or however you might identify. I am your new co-host, John Paul Derwent. But you can call me JP, Jonathan, John, or John Paul. It is completely up to you. I will be taking the position of co-host alongside Andrew Campbell, who is a very good friend of mine, and I will be replacing Jay Pollitt, who you have been used to throughout this first season. I am a politics student at Bangor University, but recently my degree before I changed it was creative studies, so I do have a bit of experience with recording and podcasting, and I'll be more than happy to replace Jay Pollitt as co-host for What Are We Watching? And me and Andrew used to study with each other at Ashton Sixth Form College, in film studies, and we have always discussed about our interest in making our own podcast. So I look forward to recording in the future with Andrew, and I cannot wait to discuss the film industry and more with Andrew Campbell, a very good friend of mine. Thank you, good evening, and have an amazing time. See you later. Thank you for that, John. Uh, I look forward to you being the, the new co-host. Um, yeah, the podcast, like, it's, it's still in safe hands, don't worry. And I, it, even if it's not, I'll see that it'll still be there, like, at the back, pulling all the strings Watch it and crash, stuff. crash and burn as soon as uh, <laughs> Jordan leaves. But no, Well, I'm... with this, you can hopefully get more uh, frequent uploads as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, it's no. going to be really weird at first, not doing this without Jordan. You know, because this is something that me and Jordan both start together and we've done together. I mean, when did we plan this? This was like we started planning this at the end, at uh, start of this year, and then we officially started. Like we we talked about this start of this year. Started it was doing, like a um, month before we started recording. We met up at the traffic yeah. center and we went for ideas. I want to so. say you know it's been a wild ride. Uh, it's been some great episodes. I've committed um, myself to ten episodes. Yeah. So um, you can keep listening back to these ones if you want to. Maybe if you want to protest and bring me back on. Uh, no. Um, but yeah, no. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be different. But you know, I'm still obviously we're still talking. We're still great friends. Yeah. Don't, don't don't assume that because I'm leaving now that it's like, oh, there's this huge beef or whatever between me and Andrew. No, nothing like that. But yeah, it's going to be really weird. But you know, I, I wish. John, all the best with the other projects that they are doing. It's got some interesting stuff. Announcements coming soon, guys. Uh, but Andrew, because uh, obviously I would not have been able to do this podcast without you. Um, you have been my co-host over this time. So uh, if you get, if you guys may remember, in the very first episode, uh, we'll do a little flashback to that if you want. Ooh. Uh, we mentioned that I have something which Andrew might be interested in. Um, My dad has a Michael Myers mask. I really want a Michael Myers mask. It's it, it, it's it's such an iconic mask. Dad, it's... if you're listening to this, I'm going to steal your Michael Myers mask. So, uh, over the... when I was still in Wales and going to come back up, uh, I kind of did this thing where I maybe stole the Michael Myers mask for you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 
everyone, you're witnessing this. Andrew has no idea this is happening right now. Um, here is the Michael Myers mask. It's got a receipt in it. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll move that. <laughs> oh, wow. <gasps> oh. You can hear just the... The wow. feeling of it. It's are a you... trick or treat studios one. Wow. Are you gonna try okay, it? On? Say it's a... Should I try it? I mean no one's gonna see it. Um... The guy comes like at the side now and <laughs> just sees a Michael Myers. I am now wearing the Michael Myers mask. <laughs> well, there we go. Andrew is uh Dad, oh. if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Uh <laughs> please don't to me take it off. It has that um, mask smell. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it hasn't been worn. Yeah. Um, it's maybe been worn like three times. This is, so this is, um, I think this is what they call the economy mask because the hair in this is, it's not the proper hair. It's like, um, how do I say? It's like plasticky hair. It's like, act like kind of modeled on. But this is a Trick Tree official studios one. This is like, you know, like a legit mold. Um, we'll get a picture of it and we'll put yeah. it on the Instagram. It's a Halloween 2 mask. Uh, so it's based on the second movie, which obviously I can tell because the hair's more slicked back. <laughs> um, because in the first one, his hair was more bushy. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you really didn't actually have to go get this for me, but I, I, I'm... I'm I'm actually in awe. Thank my you. house. Thank, that thank... doesn't use it. So, <laughs> uh, I wish I could get the signs now, but the the guests for oh oh yeah, they're not coming anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you. Honestly, uh, I want to scare a bunch of kids with this <laughs> when <laughs> I go to the cinema because uh, also Halloween uh, ends comes out soon. So, I am I. Can we hear your review for that on the podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll probably see it written up beforehand, but... um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a proper good quality mask, too, that, actually. I would say something, but Michael Myers doesn't say anything. He just stares. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, um, the news is out now. I've been sitting on this for almost a month, I think, now. Yeah. Um, We wanted to get this episode out sooner. But this has been our first opportunity where we've actually been able to <laughs> record the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the interactions and stuff. Uh, again, still be doing all the social stuff and still doing this and that distribution. This is, It's a BH9 Media podcast. Yeah. And I am, I am BH9 Media. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really get more professional than just that. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, uh, thank you to everyone who's listened. And if you're only listening to me, give um, give JP a chance. Give Andrew a chance. Uh, don't stop listening just because I've gone. It's going to still be great. And I'm still going to be... Than ever. I'm joking. I'll still be there just like controlling everything secretly. Yeah, the Illuminati of the uh, the podcast. No, but yeah. I'm definitely going to miss doing the podcast with Jordan. It's definitely going to be worth it first. Um, but we'll definitely have Jordan on... Um, as often as we can. Um, Ends up being every episode. <laughs> it's not going to be the last episode we're going to see of Jordan. It will return. It's like a movie credit. They will return. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, 
That's but yeah, so we wanted to leave that to last. Yeah, and that, that's that's it really for this episode. It's kind of a weird. This is me. It's bittersweet, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was about to cry. Uh, <laughs> well, before we get into that, all this emotional stuff. Uh, yeah, just honestly, thank you all. It's been great having this opportunity these last ten episodes, last like four months. And uh, I'll see you again at some point. And if you want to follow me, I have my own social medias. It's Unreal Raccoon on everything. Um, but other than that, this is me done now. This is the last time Jordan will say that is is done for the day. We still need to promote all the social media stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. It's so what we're we watching. I've realised it is different on some of them, but whatever you're listening to this on, there'll be links anyway. Pretty much, if you just type in so what are we watching, we should come up first. Yeah. Um, you can If you have any suggestions for what you want Andrew and JP to talk about, then uh, make sure you email at so what are we watching at gmail.com. Yes. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else we usually say? It's been a while. <laughs> um, that's, there's not much else to say, to be fair. That's us done, so. For the last time, this Jordan. is me and Andrew signing off. So we'll, I will see you next time, Jordan. Won't. I'll uh, see you soon. We'll, we'll see you soon. But, yeah, until then, bye. Goodbye, everybody. And just as one little final Easter egg, a post-credit scene, if you will, I lasted longer as co-host than Liz trusted as Prime Minister. Cheers, Liz. And uh, thank you all. It's been great being co-host. See you around.